at the cross where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart was rolled away. Father, this morning we want to roll away everything in our lives. We roll it at the cross of Jesus Christ this morning. Receive it, Lord, that our hearts may be light. Thy word says, your yoke is light. And so we want to take that yoke. The yoke of love is light. The yoke of peace is light. The yoke of your mercy is light. Let it be upon each one of us, Lord. Take every struggle that we are having this morning away from our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let thy peace rest upon every soul in this room now. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May we sit down, please. Praise the Lord. can see very many people are fresh this morning. These holidays are good. We thank God that he has given us such opportunities. Praise the Lord. This morning, I want us just to share uh, on the subject of at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. We're sharing on the subject at the feet of Jesus. Praise the Lord. In the days of old, teachers like Gamaliel were authorities in the Torah and the law of Moses. And in their class, like this hall, it counted most the position you, you sat. The more you looked like you were grasping the concepts, you moved closer and closer and closer to their feet. So the likes of Paul land at the feet of such people. Praise the Lord. It mattered most. Hence the subject at the feet of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Because he's the great teacher. He's the great teacher. So this morning I would like us just to surrender ourselves before him and allow him to minister to us. We are sharing over this all the familiar scriptures, but we want the Spirit of God to minister to us in the way He has purposed this morning. So I would like us just to be prayerful as we listen and as we share this word that is speaking to you and to me. And so I believe it will be a blessing to all of us. John chapter 12. Sorry. 38, is it John? Look. Okay. 
And now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. I think it should be a certain village. And a certain woman named Magda received him into her house. Is that chapter 12 really? Eleven, yeah, eleven. Sorry, opened the wrong page of the Bible. Thirty-eight. No. Sorry, we shall read the verses. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his word. Now, I want us to take note of uh, verse 38, which says, Martha received him into her house. And verse 39, and she said, she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his word. But Martha was comforted about much starving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Now, I want us to remember that Martha is the one who has invited Jesus Christ into the house, but Mary has taken the initiative of sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. Martha was excited to have Jesus Martha was excited to have Jesus in the house, but Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. And so, as the evening went along, something began to happen between these two sisters. Martha was comforted with a lot of activity around the house, was going on and in, trying to cook like most women do. When you visit a home, you will always realize there is the wife of the house comes to shake your hand and suddenly moves away. You are left with a man sitting there. And so, this is the state in which Martha was. But Mary stole herself an opportunity and sat at the feet of Jesus Christ. Verse 39 says, And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at, the, at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Her aim was to listen to the word of God. And so she chose the right position, and that was the feet of Jesus Christ. Verse 40, But Martha was comforted about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Now, away from the feet of Jesus Christ, there are lots of cares that come along. Praise the Lord. Away from the feet of Jesus, many are the things that involve our minds. Many are the things that capture us. They're, they may be important, but they're not the absolute important things that we need to have in the presence of God. And so Mary quickly realized that I need to get these words that this teacher is giving to us. Praise the Lord. So she sat there. Now, something happened. In the process, Martha, 
a spirit of complaining began to stir up in her. She began to feel like she was left alone to do all the work. This morning, I just want to desire that it be within us, that there be people inside us, amongst us, who desire to sit at the feet of Jesus. When we desire to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ, there is that peace that comes along. There is that comfort of listening to his word. Martha, elsewhere, encountered a lot of struggle in her life. She was thinking of how to entertain the Lord. And many other things. The Bible says she was encumbered with many cares. A spirit of complaining came along. Took her over. Took over her. And she began to see that the sister was not in tune with her. She was now looking for the weaknesses in the sister. I hope that will not happen in this church. Praise the Lord. When somebody decides now to move closer to God, it is time for us to enjoin ourselves to that person and move along with them so that we may also tap into the presence of God. Because there are things that we tap from God when we sit under His feet. Things that we cannot get away from Him. Things that we cannot get outside His presence. And this is the thing that we need to be caring about. And so, as we proceed with the, verse, uh, with the passage, in verse 41, says, And Jesus answered and said unto Martha, 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 twice, Martha, Martha. That means, I'm drawing your attention, Martha. Martha, I want you to understand. What you are doing is not bad. But you are caring about things that do not matter in the issues of the kingdom. I want you to come and be like Mary. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. Now, the Lord did not say they were, not, they were bad. He only said that you are caring about many things. Those things may be good. They may not be very, very important. They may be good, but not very important. So he says, he conditions say, but one thing is needful. I want us to say one thing is needful. One thing is needful. Kenneth, one thing is needful. Don't say Kenneth, say your name. Praise the Lord. Kenneth, one thing is needful. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen the, that good part. Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Brethren, there are things in the presence of God that you do not get to know until you come in His presence. Praise the Lord. And when you get into His presence, you get to get the good part of that thing. That is one thing I desire to share with all of us this morning. That we draw closer to God. Because at His feet, there will be things that we are going to encounter in our lives with Him. Our fellowship with Him is going to be transformed. And we will find that we are tapping into the secrets of God that are important for our lives. There are many struggles that we go through and we engage our mind to sort them out. But those, our intellectual ability may be limited. It requires the presence of God to minister in those circumstances. 
that things that we try to solve with our flus, but our flus reaches a place and it gets finished. Praise the Lord. Those of us who are joining us in this land of Germany, flus means money. Praise the Lord. So you may have money, but it reaches a point where money does not solve everything. You need to go back to the Lord and tell Him, Here I am, Lord, at your feet. I need you to minister in my life. Praise the Lord. You need to go back to God and surrender yourself at His feet and tell Him, I want you to deal with this situation because I have reached my limit. Praise the Lord. And that is one thing that I want us to embrace this morning and to realize that at the feet of Jesus Christ, there are lots of things that we have and benefits that we reap from Him that we do not need to lose by being bothered with so many things. Sometimes I look at myself and sometimes I sit on the couch. I see my wife sometimes look and go back to the bedroom. Sometimes I ask myself, why have I been thinking for the last 40 minutes how to solve this problem back at home? And yet I don't have a solution. Sometimes I go to sleep, I wake up again with that thought still disturbing me. But the times I have surrendered it to God, sometimes I don't know how it is solved. I was giving a testimony recently. My wife was troubled over an issue that to me did not, did not bother me much. Because once I have a bed, once I have a, a roof over me and food, But she was bothered, she was bothered. And then I said, ah, if I don't help this lady to solve this problem, it will be my problem now. So, we started praying over it. And suddenly, we got what she had been desiring to have at no more cost than we are having it now. That was the house, praise the Lord. She wanted to move. It's a, be, it's a beautiful house. When I saw it, I said, oh my God. Are we going to afford this? Those who did not listen to that testimony, it was simple. We talked with the owner. And he, he told what is your budget? I was shy to tell him because what he had quoted was far above what we are paying now. And then I looked at him. You know, wife and man and husband have their own secret way of communicating. So I looked at my wife. <laughs> and I thought she gave me an okay that if we add 50 to what we are paying now, it will be okay. So I said 50, but I thought, I. Before the man answered, I said, but if you feel like reducing it, you can reduce for us. Praise the Lord. And the man said, now, what do you want to pay? I told people who listen to this testimony, I regret. I regret. So I quickly said the, the rent we are paying now. Then he said, okay. Then as we went home, I said, why did I say less? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, I, I, I felt so bad. And I was being reminded, Abraham was given an opportunity like that one. Say, 45 people. If you find 45, will you? No, 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 no. 
If you find 40, will you? No, no, no. You are my friend. If you find 35, then when he reached 10, he stopped. And that's why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Had he said one, if, Lord, if you find one, because Lot was there. If you find one, will you destroy? Maybe God will say, no, 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 no. I'll not destroy. And he would not have destroyed. But he stopped at 10. I also stepped at the wrong figure. <laughs> I'll pray again and go to visit him. Can you revise this? <laughs> so we surrendered the issue to God. We took it at the feet of Jesus. From July when I was at home, I wanted peace at home. My wife sent messages. We have seen this, even pictures. We have seen this one, we have seen this one. We, have seen. I, we already have a house. What is the problem? From July... Up to August. And then God says, Hey, why are you struggling? Here is the solution. Praise the Lord. And it was sorted out. Now everybody is peaceful in the house. And I'm also peaceful. <laughs> the feet of Jesus Christ gives us an opportunity to fellowship with the Lord. It gives us an opportunity to move away from all distractions and listen to the voice of God. If you purpose that, Lord, I want to sit at your feet, you will never leave that place disappointed. Sometimes you don't have to mention your problem. Just tell him, I want to sit here. And then he will begin to address many things in your life that you did not mention. Praise the Lord. He will create solutions where there are no solutions. Because you are sitting at his feet. The act of sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ is an act of surrender and obedience to him. Telling him, Lord, I can do nothing save you intervene. I want you to deal with this solution, with this problem. Praise the Lord. Another thing that we learn about sitting at the feet of Jesus, there is healing and forgiveness. Healing and forgiveness. Luke 5 17 And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of, of the Lord was present to heal them. Praise the Lord. There's a group of people who are sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. They are called Pharisees. And they see very far. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They don't see what is at the feet of Jesus Christ. They only see what is out there. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says the power of God was present. To him. As we proceed, we will see why they were seeing far and not seeing what was at the feet of Jesus Christ. And behold, now verse 18, and behold, men brought in a, in a bed a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and lay him before him. Praise the Lord. They wanted that man to be laid at the feet to be laid at the feet of Jesus. Men came from far. 
Others were already sitting there. The only problem that they were seeing, they were Pharisees. They were not seeing the power of God there. They were not in tune with the Spirit of God to minister to their needs. But there was another man who realized if only, if only we take our friend at the feet of Jesus Christ, something must happen. They will not live, he will not live there the same way he is on this bed. Now look at this man. They did something that we need to do. And they could not find by what way they might bring him in because, now underline that, him, in because of the multitude. Now, there were people, living human beings, who were around Jesus Christ. They were an obstruction to these people. And these people said, we are not going to be stopped by any human being to reach Jesus. We are not going to be stopped by any non-living obstacle to reach Jesus. Praise the Lord. So what did they do? They went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his coach into the midst before Jesus Christ. Laid him at the feet of Jesus Christ. Now you can imagine these people, every brick they were pulling out of the roof. It was an act of faith. Because maybe by the time you remove the bricks, Jesus will have dispersed the crowd and left. But they were so determined, so determined, that they wanted to leave that place with a totally different man, not in the bed again. So they went, they removed the tiles one by one, and every time they were removed, I'm sure in their spirit they were, the determination was growing, was growing. And they lowered the man at the feet of Jesus Christ. They didn't talk. They didn't say anything. They just laid at the feet of Jesus and surrendered the man to him. Will you today surrender your challenges to Jesus Christ? Carry them and place them at his feet. You don't need to talk. Just put them there. Whatever is stopping you from reaching him, put it aside and say, Lord, I have brought this problem. This challenge that I'm facing in my place of work, I lay it at your feet. The challenge that I'm facing in my family, I lay it at your feet. The challenge that I'm facing financially, I want to lay it at your feet. Begin to address it in your own supernatural way. I have no solution. I have tried. I cannot. Now I surrender it to you. Praise the Lord. Now these people were going only for one thing. They were going to bargain for one thing. That was healing. They were going to bargain for healing only at the feet of Jesus. But let's see. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Praise the Lord. Now the man was not thinking about the sin. He was thinking about the pain that he was feeling. And he told his friends, Please, if you can lay me at the feet of that man, just go and lay me at the feet of Jesus Christ. I think I'll be okay. He forgot about his sinful nature. And the Lord said, This man, if I'm to heal, I am not going just to put bandage on this wound. I am going to do everything to clean it. And know that he's going to be healed completely. Praise the Lord. So what did he do? He said, 
The problem of this man starts from his spirit. He is not right with me. He said, I'm forgiving you your sins. I'm forgiving you your sins. And then the Pharisees were looking around. Eh, sins? We thought this man is sick. So they started picking a problem. Because they were far. In their spirit, they were far from Jesus Christ. The bodies were there. But their spiritual man was very far. A distance. He was not able to comprehend the, what was in the presence of Jesus Christ. That there was healing, there was forgiveness of sin. And because they were doubting, Jesus went further and said, But Jesus perceived, perceived their thoughts. He answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. 24. But that ye may know that the Son of Man has power upon us to forgive sins. He said, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say un, unto thee, Arise and take up your, thy coach and go into thy house. Praise the Lord. How many things? Buy one and go home with two. Praise the Lord. The guys came to bargain for healing of the body, but they went out home with two. Sometimes I joked with the, one of the shop attendants. I said, you are selling two and giving one for free. I want the one, 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 which is free. <laughs> you are ready to lose it. So I just want, give me the one, one, which is free, and then I'll go. They said, no, we don't deal like that. So when there is sin, we don't deal with one, one alone. We deal with sin first. Praise the Lord. You must begin to understand that God wants to give you a comprehensive healing. That of the spiritual man and that of the physical man. That it may be well with you in your spiritual being and in your physical being. Praise the Lord. So go at the feet of Jesus Christ and you will receive that divine healing. So at the feet of Jesus Christ we see healing being given to a man and also his sins being forgiven. The other thing that we are going to look at at the feet of Jesus Christ that there are many people in this world who are walking with a lot of shame over their lives. Because of their past, because of the experiences they have had, there's so much shame. And the devil is using that always to hit them, to oppress them. Whenever they want, they are excited to do something. Somehow that picture flashes in their mind. That past comes, and then you find them recoiling back, and they go. Yes, you are there. Yes, you experienced that. But the Lord says, come at my feet. I will remove it from your life. Praise the Lord. If we look at the book of John, chapter 4. You know this story very well. Jesus answered 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I, uh, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Now that was the, false, the, the wrong understanding. 
Because we have got various things that have hit us from different directions. And so we feel we want a, a solution there and then. We don't understand what kind of solution that God wants has for us in store. This woman, if you know the background of the woman, the problem was the social life was not acceptable. She was not living right. And so all women, sisters, say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ah! Some of you are careful. You don't know what I'm going to say. So you're hallelujah, hallelujah. Eh? Praise the Lord, sisters. Amen. God bless you. So the ladies in that village where this woman was living, they were always careful. If they saw her passing close to the road, they wanted to know where is my husband first. So they would watch her move, move, move until she disappears and then they come back in the house to do their deed. Because they were careful. They knew she was not a, the right person to be close to their husbands. Praise the Lord. And she knew also. I don't know. My brethren from India, you'll forgive me. But in Africa, I know this is what happens. If you are going for water, you don't go for water at noontime. The women in the village. They take their pot and go for water very early in the morning and evening. In most cases, I know many people have got tap waters these days, so they don't know this. But traditionally, people used to go for water in the morning. You fill the, the containers. The water is used in the course of the day. And in the evening, you fill it for evening use. So all the women were expected to be at the well in the morning and in the evening. This one with the hot sun in the Middle East, because she didn't, people are sleeping in their houses. She knew now nobody is seeing me, so she, she carries the, the container to the well. She will not meet any other woman who will say, "You, we know you are you still husbands." No, because you know women usually when they hold their waist, they will tell you all things that you don't want to hear. Praise the Lord. So she was careful to go just noontime to take water and quickly dash back to wherever she was staying. That's what she was doing. Why? There was shame around her life. She could not bear. Even if people were laughing over something else, she would imagine they are laughing at her because of her life. So the best thing was to avoid being exposed to people. She would go at a time when she's alone. And I know there are people not in that state, but there are many other things in life that have occurred to many people. And sometimes, even in the church, the devil still reminds people, he always posts those pictures in their lives. And you find a brother who is born again. It's, I mean, he's just struggling. Because the devil always, whenever he wants to lift his head, he shows him that picture. I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is able to Erase all that. Praise the Lord. When he met this woman, he began to talk to her. Remember Martha was there too. Mary was sitting at his feet to listen to the word. Jesus began to speak the word. He was speaking to her. So she was listening. So she was there, close to him. And after a short while, the woman realized, Oh, my shame is gone. I am now free. 
I don't feel the shame that I used to feel. That, thank God, I think that was a metallic container. She threw it down and went to the village. Come! You used to laugh at me. Come! And people were, where did she gather this courage today? Come and see the man who has told me everything about my life. Praise the Lord. And they said, we want to see this person. And they came. And they believed. Praise the Lord. To stand before people and say something completely opposite of what your life reflects is not easy. Praise the Lord. Some transformation had taken place in the life of this woman. The shame had been shed off because she was at the feet of Jesus Christ. The weight of her life had been rolled away. And now she was a new person. She could stand and speak boldly about the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another woman, John 8. I'll read verse 10. The story starts a bit earlier. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Now we know the devil is the accuser of brethren. Praise the Lord. And that's why I'm telling you this morning, whatever accusation the devil is laying upon your life, learn to tell him you are a liar, Satan. I'm a child of God. I have been forgiven. I have been forgiven. I am a new creature. Let God restore that boldness in your life. Let the Spirit of God lift you out of that low morale, low spirit. Praise the Lord. That you may stand and speak for Him. Now, there's this woman again. Everybody has come from the village because they were excited to throw stones at people. You know? She has been caught. Committing adultery. Somebody asked, but where was the person she was committing adultery with? They didn't bring that man, but they brought the woman. They said, now, the law says this, tell us. The Lord said, but you have brought brought this woman at my feet. You have brought her at my feet. Let me sort her out. Praise the Lord. And he began to write. Somebody said, because they said she was an adulterous person, and mainly it was the men who were coming to stone. So Jesus started writing the names with, of the people she had committed adultery with. And then some of them were holding stones, they would see their name. They would see their name and, ah. After a while, there was nobody. Because if you, have, if you have no sin, if you have no sin, be the first one to throw. Then he started writing. And they said, ah. This name is mine. It disappears. It disappears. There was nobody to accuse her. Then the Lord said, who is accusing you? None. Say you are forgiven, but sin no more. The sin was washed away. It was removed. Praise the Lord. The trouble of this woman disappeared the moment she came at the feet of Jesus Christ. 
And that is what we want to do this morning. We want to roll everything back to Jesus Christ. The struggles, the song said, the struggles that you have been through, let us surrender them to Jesus. I'm not just talking about the issues of immorality. I'm talking about every aspect of our life. Be it a financial, trouble, financial struggle. Let us learn to carry it and place it at the feet of Jesus Christ. And tell him, Lord, yes, I have this problem. I have no solution. Take over now. And wait for him to begin to deal with it. Praise the Lord. So we see that our thirst is quenched at the feet of Jesus Christ. Whatever thirst it is. These women, what was troubling them was just the thirst of being appreciated. That is why they are jumping from every corner to the other corner. And they found that in Christ there is an appreciation. Their, they, their thirst was quenched. Praise the Lord. Their shame was taken away. They became free again. The condemnation in their lives was washed away. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And boldness was restored in their lives. I am sure now they would walk knowing that I am no longer being accused. I am a free person. Praise the Lord. That is what our God does to our lives. When we come sincerely and honestly to Him and tell Him, Lord, I want to be at Your feet. I want to be transformed. He, he receives you and says, Now I, I'm going to wash you and make you clean. Eh? Praise the Lord. I, 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 like, I like some advertisements for detergents, especially those that wash, uh, wash things in the kitchen. The camera tricks, whenever they show, you see a glitter from the corner of the, the pan. They say now it is very clean, so it's just reflecting light. Okay? And that's what Christ does to us. Praise the Lord. Our sin disappears. Our weaknesses disappear. At the moment you turn like this, there's a glitter of holiness. Praise the Lord. You become a new being. You are changed and transformed. Praise the Lord. I want you to have that boldness and knowing that you as a child of God, you have received that mercy to become a new being. No more condemnation. No more condemnation. Live a life a fulfilled life. Rejoice. Yet the devil will whisper in your ear. Don't you remember 20 years ago? What has gone 20 years ago with my life now? It is already gone. Praise the Lord. What happened last week? I have nothing I can do to change. I can only change my life now. And the times to come. Praise the Lord. So I don't want to listen to the devil pointing. Paul said one thing I do. It's forgetting the past and looking ahead. Praise the Lord. Pressing on the goal ahead. Why is the devil turning our necks every time to look at our past? Why do we allow him? It has been rolled away. Praise the Lord. I want you to be fulfilled in your Christian life. The other thing is that there is restoration. Restoration is found at Jesus' feet. Praise the Lord. Let's look at John 18. Now, Apostle Peter, Apostle Peter, had a problem. This man had been at the feet of Jesus Christ. He was walking with him every time. 
But Peter said, you know, this world, you don't know. You must always have a backup plan. Peter always walked with plan B. So he knew Jesus Christ would protect them, but he also put a sword. <laughs> Just in case something slipped through the protection, <laughs> he would handle it. And you know, this was a man who was used to tough jobs. The sea is not uh, for the weak. Pulling those nets and organizing the fish to come on the boat is not for the weak, the faint-hearted. The first time I sat on a boat crossing a river, you know, the people who are used to it, they don't hesitate. You just sit. They sit. You see the thing swinging like this. <laughs> and the person is sitting. Kuja, kuja, kuja. That's Kiswahili. Sorry. Just come, 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 come. So you are still debating, is this thing really safe? And the man is telling you, come, 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 you are delaying us. So the first time I went there, and you know I was holding on the edge. And when it swung like this, my fingers touched the water. <laughs> I said, ah. oh, the Lord of Jacob. <laughs> The father of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So sometimes it's a very shaky thing. Let's come back to Peter. Peter used to have a backup plan. And so it came to a time when Jesus Christ was being caught. And the moment these people came, Peter watched Jesus Christ keenly. He thought he was just going to say, stop, and the people will. Then he saw, the Lord was relaxed. And they came, they were holding money. Hey, it seems things are not working. <laughs> he took the sword. And before one of those guys realized, the ear was off. He said, I'll just test you to know how we are effective. <laughs> he chopped off the ear. This is a man who had been at the feet of Jesus Christ. And then now he had been told, you will deny me. Three times you are going to deny me. He didn't know that the chopping of the eye was the identity that he was giving to those people. Because when he went... The relative of the person who, whose ear was cut must have noticed this is the man who cut my cousin's ear. So when he was sitting there pretending to be not listening to the things of Jesus Christ but in the corner of his eyes watching. So you were among those people. You were in the garden. He said, hey, what are you talking about, man? Are you mad? Me? I have nothing. I don't know that man. He denied him. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says the, the, the cock crowed and he was reminded of what the Lord told him. Now, it was so disheartening because this, this is a person who had walked with the Lord all this time, tried to be with him in everything. At one time he's being rebuked, at the other time he's being told, oh, it is the Spirit of God which has revealed to you this. So, it's a man who was feeling like he's at the mountain of transfiguration, he was there. He had experienced all these things. There was total devastation in Peter's life at that point. 
he failed, he had failed God completely. Indeed, when you go down in the chapters below 21, chapter 21, you realize that Peter is organized, he's saying, that, that you can sense it in his spirit, he tells them, me, I'm going back to fish. I'm going back. I tried my best, I could not make it. I failed my Lord, I'm going back. But that's the time, I want you to realize, that's the time. Let's read 21.15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. 16. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. He said unto, unto him, feed my sheep. Now you know how the whole story came. Christ was telling him, you are back at my feet, Peter. Despite all your failures, despite all your experiences, I still love you. And I'm going to make you a powerful tool in the kingdom. I have not abandoned you because you failed me. I'm not going to abandon you because you failed me. You are still at my feet. And therefore, I'm going to use you effectively. Praise the Lord. You will, you will feed my lamb. You will feed my sheep. Because you are at my feet. All the discouragement that Peter had gone through was wiped away. Because he had come back to the feet of Jesus Christ. Earlier on, if you had read the verses, you will realize that Peter actually had gone back to the sea to fish. And the Lord came there asking them, have you caught anything? They came and prepared, prepared something to eat. Praise the Lord. That is the Lord that we serve. He's always restoring those who are low. Now I'm speaking to you, the backslider in our midst. The people who have been in the Lord for long, they gave up the faith, they ran their faith erect, and they, are, they have no courage to come back. They always feel like, I could not make it that time, I'll just be there in the midst of the, uh, the church. No. I want you to take a bold step in your life. Come back to God. Read about Peter. You will see after this incident, he goes, God carries him through. He's the same man who is standing before the crowd and preaching. 3,000 people are coming to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That can only happen with a forgiven person. Somebody who has been restored to the Lord. That is the position you are in if you have been a backslider in your life. God wants to restore you and to make you a more effective Christian than you were before. Don't look at the past. Look at what God is about to do in your life. Praise the Lord. So come and sit at His feet and He will make you new. We remember the prodigal son. When he came back, something happened. He had run away from the father and I know so many fathers here are going through the same problem. You are always battling with your children. Wondering how are they going to... Surrender them to God. Praise the Lord. Surrender them to Jesus. And I can assure you, the more you pray, the situation may, run, may become even worse at one time. But God is listening to you. The tears that you are shedding, God is going to respond to them in a powerful way. 
you will never understand how he's going to do it. But surrender it to him. Don't try to force things to work. Do your bit as a child of God. Pray. That's the much you can do. Some of the children, we try to sit with them, but they will do things that will do disappoint us. It's not time to shout. Let us pray. And God will effectively deal with them. The prodigal son came, and something happened. And that is when Jik, uh, I don't know which soap you use, for washing this man came filthy from the pig style hmm? I've, I've, I've lived close to pigs and so I know what I'm talking about don't, don't see the ones you see in the picture the ones which are very pink and you say ah pigs are good walk close to them and you will see sometimes in their style there's a very heavy stench that comes from there this is where the man had been staying he came back home, slowly walking, fearful of the response of the father. But when he reached the gate, you know the old man was always waiting for him. Praise the Lord. He was, why I believe that? Because he, he was the first one to see him at the gate. So it means every morning he would put his feet there and watch. When will my son come back? When is my child going to walk through that gate back to me? I can imagine my own father now at his, this old age, trying to run because I'm coming back home. He will not be running really, but you can see him struggling, <laughs> trying to run. That is the, the style that man was. He went and embraced this man. He never, he never said, hey, can you wash yourself? I want to hug you. No. He embraced him. Praise the Lord. And just to remind you, don't, don't come to Kenya and, and live a life that is like that man. Because... We have got people they call Manamba. In Nigeria, I think the equivalent is the homeboys. <laughs> These are people who, who live in the, in the car parks. I mean, they operate from there. They can be bad and they can be good. Sometimes if they notice there's somebody who is very dirty in the town, or among themselves, they organize for water secretly, soap, and the hard brush, not soft brush. <laughs> they will just grab, pop, wash him, change his clothes, cut his hair. The person who was pretending, because he's fearing life, who was pretending to be mad. You find him now looking shy because he's a new creature. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he has been re refreshed. A new gown is on him. He doesn't know what to do. He's smiling. When you greet him, he says, oh, 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 okay, okay. Because something has changed in him. When this man, boy came, he was washed, he was given a new gown, and something that happened that was so powerful, he was given a ring of ownership. You belong to this home. Praise the Lord. The seal of the Holy Ghost in him. Praise the Lord. That you belong to this family. That is what God does to restore us. Finally, as we come to the end, there is truth revealed at the feet of Jesus Christ. Enormous truth revealed. Now, there is one man you know, Nicodemus. This man was a professor of the law. The one thing that he confessed when he came to Jesus, he said, we know. When we meet there, we know. Praise the Lord. But outside they pretended not to know. They said he was always breaking the law. 
but inside in their chambers we know. There was a man, John 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So they knew. But something again, he says, Jesus, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Now, see the way Jesus Christ is turning the story completely, the whole conversation. Yes, you know, I know. And you also know that you need salvation. And I'm telling you, the truth that is hidden from you is that you must be born again. That is what you need to know. Stop all the other stories. Stop telling people you met Jesus at night. I want you to tell them that you have now known you need to be born again. And I can see the man with the beard looking around at the young people he walked with and he touches his beard and says, Aye, an old man like me back. Because he did not understand that truth. Praise the Lord. It was revealed truth. And that is what Jesus Christ was teaching him because he had come at his feet. So learn to be at the feet of Jesus Christ. There is truth that we yet are to know. And God wants to release it to us. Truth about our situation that God wants to release into our lives. When you tackle a situation with knowledge and understanding, it's different from somebody who is just trying to, to, to copy solutions from elsewhere. So God wants to reveal the situation in which we are and the solutions. And that truth, it comes not from far, but it comes at the feet of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Shall you, brethren, learn to come at the feet of Jesus Christ, that we may come to know the truth that God has for us in all spheres of our lives. Praise the Lord. That it may be well with us. The 70 he sent away for ministration, they had never known the power of God. That truth, they had never experienced it. But when they went and they said, in the name of Jesus Christ, and the demons fled, hey, they came back. Everybody was competing to give a testimony to Jesus Christ. Lord, even when I just touched another one like this, he got healed. The other one, I spoke and the demon ran away. They were excited because the, the truth had been revealed to them. They had been at the feet of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Yes, the people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ may be poor in the spirit, but the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Praise the Lord. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ may be mourning, but they will be comforted. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ are always meek, and there's the promise of inheriting the earth to them. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ may hunger and thirst for righteousness, and they will be filled. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ will experience mercy. They will show mercy, and they will also experience mercy in their lives. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and they are always pure in their heart, and for that reason they will see God. The people who sit at the feet of Jesus Christ are always peacemakers and they will be called sons of God. Shall we stand up please?
I want you just to bow down and begin to speak to God in a quiet moment. Tell him what you are going through. And if there is anybody who is experiencing anything, we shall be able to help you as you come forward. As, even as we remain standing, let's just take a moment to reflect on our own lives. Just look at yourself and just think about what God has spoken to us this afternoon. You and I, are we sitting at the feet of Jesus? Or where are we today? How close to Jesus are we? Or how far away are we from Him? You and I need to take that call on our lives today. The call today is simply, how close are you to Jesus? Do you need to be reconciled to Him this afternoon? Do you need to be restored in your spirit? Do you need to have a renewal of your life? Get close to Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, we read the story of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. And in verse 28, she says this, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Get close to Jesus. All sickness goes away. Get close to Jesus. All filthiness goes away. All filthy thoughts in and out of your body goes away. Get close to Jesus. Sit at his feet. All frustrations go away. Life-giving blood will just flow through you. Talk to God. Would you talk to God right now? God never moves away from us. In the Garden of Eden, it was God who came looking for Adam. It was Adam and Eve who hid. Are you hiding from God today? How close or how far are you from God? Talk to him. Just talk to him. God is ever attentive. God is always prepared to listen to you and to me. And the closer we get to Him, the softer we can speak with Him. We can speak with Him all the time. And we can listen to Him all the time. Just say, thank you, Father God. Because today we have learned what a blessing it is to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. If there is any place you wish to be, choose to be at the feet of Jesus. 
there is no other place in this wide world which will give you the kind of blessing that you would get if you were simply sitting at the feet of Jesus. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us. Draw us closer to you, Lord Father. Father, many of us have moved away from you, Lord Father. The cares of this world have pulled us away, Lord Father, from you. Father God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord Father. For we have drawn away from you, Lord Father. Father God, many of us are like prodigal sons, Lord. And we need to get back to you, Lord. Father God, help us to get out of the thick sty that we are sitting in. Suited and booted, Lord Father. And help us to walk back to you, Lord Father. Because peace is at your feet. Restoration is at your feet. Reconciliation is at your feet. Life is at your feet. Thank you, Lord Father. Thank you, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that every one of us who takes a decision, Lord Father, will truly move closer and closer to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord, for bringing your word across to us in such a clear way, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless him, anoint him, Lord Father, that he will bring to us more truth as you reveal it to him, Lord. Bless him and his family, Lord. We commit them into your hands. Thank you, Father, for being with each one of us. We commit ourselves into your hands. We surrender ourselves into your hands, Lord. Take our lives, Lord. Mold it into the kind of vessel you want us to be, Lord. Be with us this week, Lord Father. Everything we say and do, Lord Father, let it be after we have spoken to you, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord Father. We give all praise, honor, and glory to you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.